Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host today, Danny Morley, and we are uh, joined by four of our mystical life coaches, uh, four awesome gentlemen I've had the pleasure to work with. So we're just going to go around and introduce everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm William. Hello, everybody. I'm Roger. Greg. Hi, and Chad. Awesome, guys. So welcome if you're listening today. Today, we're going to talk about um, seeing beyond someone else's programs. Now, this is something that we started talking about um, throughout the, the group of uh, this, me uh, this men's panel. And it was Roger who originally brought up a story that he'd originally, uh, he just had a, a new experience from a plant medicine journey. So I'm going to give, give the mic over to you, Roger. I'll let you take it away and explain why we're talking about seeing beyond someone else's programs. No, thank you, Danny, very much. Um, yeah, it was, it's, you know, we, we've all been through, you know, the, the Master of Self-Coaching program and, and really diving into our own patterns and programs, really learning how to unwind them, how to recognize them um, and, and see them for, for what they are, how they were installed. Um, and really, you know, with Rachel's, you know, uh, teachings and, and guidance, like really learning how to optimize, transform those into a higher vibration, you know, energy for us to reparent our inner child and, and, and go through that. Um, one of, uh, during, you know, um, I, you know, William and I were in the same class. Uh, one of the teachings that she brought was, you know, we have, we have you, our higher self, our soul, our divinity, our purity. And we have our behaviors, our patterns and programs that are, somewhat outside ourself um, to, from that perspective. Uh, and what I've really began to like learn and apply during this, this experience was the integration of the you, our higher self, seeing an individual, seeing a person as that purity, as that energy, as that divine being, and then being able to see the, the patterns and programs, the behaviors that are there, you know, like, if we're involved in a confrontation, whether it's relationally, internally or whatever, you know, and the person is being mean or saying mean things, like we may come out and say, you are being mean. So attaching the behavior to the person, you know, whereas I, I peel that back and like this individual I'm having this conversation with, they are this beautiful divine soul. Like I've seen it, I've witnessed it. The behavior they're expressing at this point in time is mean. However, like the you, the higher self is, is not that. It is love, it's gratitude, it's compassion, it's kindness. It's just the filter that we're experiencing in this moment is mean or belittling or anger or frustration or whatever that is. So being able to detach that, that beauty, the compassion, the kindness of the higher self, the energy behind it from the behavior was just this 
fascinating practice. And I was able to see and bear witness to, to that during this conversation and having this kind of um, awareness that in between those two realms, our higher self and those behaviors is this beautiful flow of wisdom, right? This river, river of wisdom. We have the knowledge, like we can regurgitate knowledge, you know, and, and it may not, I guess it's great if you want to prove or, or whatever that case may be, but the application of the lesson as wisdom in, in real life was just this, this fascinating experience that, um, that I felt was, was, was really applicable to a lot of the things that us as men, you know, experience in our relationships with, with girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever the case may be, you know, friendships um, and how we show up and how we can be so much more present, in my opinion, when we're able to just create that detachment between like I, this, this person is pure. Like their soul is pure, it's love. And the behavior may show up as, as static or distorted from that purity. And now it's just a fascinating experience to, to bring into, into my space and apply as wisdom in, in the experience I was able to, uh, you know, to show up in. So I just, you know, wanted to share that and, and look and see how we can expand on that topic. Yeah, it's uh, awesome, awesome share. And sounds like a great experience. And what, what you uh, really brought up in me as you were talking about that is you're seeing the divinity in someone else because you're all of a sudden you're able to see beyond their programs, right? So you're connecting to their divinity and we can only connect to someone else's divinity once we're connecting to our own. This is why it's called Masters of Self University. We can only see the beauty and the divinity in them once we recognize it in ourselves first. And then also the other way, seeing the divinity in someone else, seeing beyond their programs is a reflection back to how divine we truly are. And when we're able to look at somebody and just see them as their soul essence, this perfect form of energy, this being of light, that is who you are as well. And that we have all of these programs which blind us which our consciousness is filtered through that distort our depiction of reality and then once we're able to get beyond that and you know for you that uh, roger this experience of just seeing this uh this other person just in all of their their higher self are oh, amazing because then you realize oh this is how i am too so all of this illusion by all of these programs it's just it's just programs. And when we can detach from that, that's when the real magic starts to unfold. Yeah, you're 100% right, Danny. And, and um, you know, I'm just kind of curious to get um, the perspectives of, of uh, you know, Greg or William or Chad, you know, on this topic, if it's something that, you know, you guys have experienced, you know, in, in this regard, like being able to apply it, the wisdom versus just being able to regurgitate. I know this, but the knowing transforming that into wisdom in, in everyday life and everyday interactions with people, just like, wow, these people are just amazing people. This just this behavior is, is just, you know, out of sorts for what that divinity is behind the scenes. Yeah, to me, in some ways, it's being able to recognize the triggers first. And uh, it's funny because there is this paradox of 
you just said you need when when you're detached enough you can see that and and then you reply like yeah when you're connected to their divinity so there is this paradox of detaching from the programs and connecting to the divinity and this is really beautiful to be able to do that because uh because someone's programs will have a tendency to trigger you to start try to awaken your own program. So when you reach that level of self-awareness where you can like just see the programs from, for what they are in that other person and not being triggered by it. And so suddenly you can see the, you can feel actually you're so connected. So, so to me, I, I won't get so much to, wow, this is a divine being right away. I will first like, being in touch with their pain, like oh yeah, this 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 person is being really mean right now, but it has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with their own suffering at that moment. And so, being able to to be to remain open to that in that moment is really really amazing. And then yeah. Being able to see through it and seeing the divinity in the person is <laughs> even more amazing. Yeah, I wanted to um, say something about what Danny brought up with doing the work on um, on your own triggers and your own programs. Because let's say first step is recognizing what's happening in you all the time, right? And then you'll you'll be able to recognize that in others. That's your first step of understanding because you've experienced it. Like an addict can recognize what's happening in another addict. Um, someone running a program of abandonment or lack is going to recognize that in others and be able to understand it and feel that. And then next is expanding to that and understanding other programs. Like if someone is, um, let's say, over explaining where that comes from. Why do they have that program? How are they feeling? How are they brought up? But you can see through that. You can see there why that is happening and and really connect on that level. They feel misunderstood. All right. Or programs of abandonment like they think you're going to leave. That's where this is coming from. And when you can connect on that level, the relationships and the conversations you're going to have, and also the the less stress and anger and programs you're going to be that are going to be popping up in yourself, well, well, you know, will suddenly dissipate. So I thought that was very helpful, Danny, to bring up like your own, right? Because people will start to recognize that in others because of their own self-awareness and their own experience. The next is expansion is to connecting on an empathetic level to understand that the emotions underneath it rather than just the programs. Yeah, for me, what I'm hearing is when you're talking about disconnecting from um, the egoic self or the programs, I see it more as um, connecting more to your divinity and at coming from a place of self-responsibility. So you now are outside of your programs and you're seeing them from the witness perspective. And from that point or from that, that place, you're seeing, you're seeing your own triggers, you're seeing your own wounding, and you're able to assess and address that. And through doing that and just focusing on yourself coming from self-responsibility, then that opens the doorway to organically see what's happening within somebody else. 
No, it's, it's fascinating that you, you brought that up with him because that, that was the one thing I really wanted to kind of expand on was, you know, even as a, as a plant medicine experience, like the work at Masters of Self, applying the tools and the techniques through that experience that we've learned was, was just like this massive, you know, force multiplier, you know, um, and like being able, like I had gotten caught up in, in an aspect of having an expectation of my needs being met through another person. Right. I was, I was getting, and, and that comes from a program of neglect. It comes from a pro pattern of shame, you know, it comes from a, a lot of different things from my childhood and through different types of stressors and, and an accumulation of those over maybe like two or three months. Um, it, it's just like, Holy shit. Like I am, back into that that space of neglect and abandonment and shame and i'm i'm asking or expecting my needs and whether it's nurturing or care or love you know to come from another person to meet that need when the ultimate responsibility self-responsibility william is to meet my needs to nurture myself to love myself compassion for myself to look outside of myself to meet those needs, I'm going to fail. You know, and, and having an expectation of another person to meet those needs is setting them up for failure. You know, so sitting with ourselves, mastering ourselves, mastering the self-responsibility, the integrity, you know, the way of integrity, you know, the way of responsibility, the way of humility, you know, those teachings that Rachel talks about was was fascinating just to experience and get to a space where I'm like, I have everything I need in all of this this content of me within me. I don't need to go outside myself to, to find it, search for it, uh, you know, treasure check, treasure hunt for it or whatever. It's all within me. And that that like created just this beautiful experience. So Roger, you've had this experience, right? You've had this experience of seeing beyond someone else's programs. You're seeing them for the, the truth of who they are. Uh, you're recognizing their divinity. What, the, what process and what journey have you been on now with integrating that and applying this wisdom after having this amazing experience? How have you applied this to your everyday life and what are you finding now? I mean, as far as like everyday life, it, it's, it's always going to be a practice. You know, it's not perfection. It's, it's the, the consistent, devoted drive to learn, to be committed to the process. And with that, just like, you know, really apply one of my old patterns was to bulldoze, to interrupt, to do these things, to, you know, um, listen to someone as they're expressing their feelings and make it about myself. Um, and from there, it's, 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 it's a practice of, of sitting down and listening and being very present with the person you're talking to. And first and foremost, it's been like, first off, witnessing them in their purity and their divinity, seeing that, like visualizing that, intaking that, breathing that in, and then allowing them the space to, to, to express, to be open, and then seeing the behavior as, as separate from, you know, who their, their pure divine being is. Um, you know, and, you know, honestly, it, it's been about three, three or four days since this kind of awareness. And, you know, a lot of it's just been writing, 
you know, a lot of it's been going back to experiences historically with, you know, my father or stepfather or mother and going like really like seeing them like in their, in, in, in that, that soul space, the divine space and just seeing the behavior and going, Oh, wow. Like when I'm saying you are this or you are that, like I'm attaching the behavior to the person when the person is the soul and the energy is, is not the thing that, that they're showing up as, mm. you know, and that's not to excuse behavior. I really want to be specific. It's not to excuse behavior, but you know, to have something I would look at as like compassionate accountability, you know, like seeing the, it's like seeing the behavior, having compassion for the behavior and, and still expressing the accountability behind it. But just like to Greg's point, like this has nothing to do with me. If this has nothing to do with me, then I can show up in a full present, you know, space in this particular time and, and be empathetic and compassionate saying the things that may have been unsaid with kindness and compassion, you know, um, and yeah, so that that's been a little bit of, of what that integrated process has been. I had a, an experience quite recently um, where I went out to dinner and walked in, and I might have mentioned this in the podcast before. And uh, the the waitress was just super pissed off. She was on a lunch break; you could tell she was eating her lunch, and we just walked in, and she had to stop eating her lunch and take care of us. And for someone who's worked in the food and beverage industry for 11 years, um, I'm obviously, I can't help it because I w- did everything to management, highly critical. When I walk in, I'm, I'm assessing, you know, how the restaurant's being run. So I knew what was coming and I knew she was going to be super pissed and she was. And it was the first time that I actually, she started projecting all this frustration onto me and i could tell that she really wasn't happy and normally in the past i would start running all these programs i would have left the restaurant i would have sat there and felt guilty like it was my fault and it goes back to exactly what you guys have been saying about taking things personally like oh she's annoyed because i'm here no she's annoyed because she's running the program of frustration and she's not processing that emotion and then she's projecting it out onto all her customers and so instead of sitting there in this bubble of i've done something wrong this is all my fault i just start said danny this has got nothing to do with you she's probably pissed off at her boyfriend or her mom or whatever she doesn't want to be at work today maybe she's hung over who knows i dropped in i grew my light and it was amazing just her tone it was still really like and the more i grew and grew i just it all of a sudden everything that i was experiencing my whole perspective of the whole restaurant started to change and i was like she's in pain that's what's going on right now and she doesn't want to do what she's doing and all of a sudden all this compassion started washing washing over me and instead of me running the programs of guilt and i could feel my girlfriend ellie wanting to get pissed off um because uh, that's her like go her my go-to is I make myself like the like I'm I'm in the wrong I take it very personally and she gets a little bit she's like New York energy like feisty and we both dropped in we did the work 
and it completely shifted the whole meal. And this particular employee, you know, she could have, she carried on being running all her programs of frustration and we, we just let her. And it was so freeing because every other moment in my life, I would have run all these programs of what I'd done wrong and sat in this horrible energy. And obviously when you're eating, you want to have a nice relaxed energy for your digestion. So it was, it turned out to be a really lovely, peaceful meal. Um, and I was just overwhelmed with, uh, I felt for a lot of empathy. I felt sorry for a lot of compassion that she was suffering. Um, cause behind all that is always pain, right? It's always pain. And the worst thing that we could have done is started running our program and start projecting harm back at her. She doesn't need any more harm. She's going through enough pain right now. So it was a, it was a very small interaction, but it's, it's those small interactions that when they build up over time, all of a sudden you realize you are changing, you are elevating, you are becoming something much higher, much greater. And uh, it's awesome. I want to point out something because it's super interesting, this situation, this example, because actually what's happening in this example is exactly how we got those programs in the first place. When we didn't have the tools, those tools to alchemize everything as it was coming, like you did. Because what's happening in that moment, we all empath to some degree. So what's happening is that this girl is coming to you feeling so much frustration and you can tap into the frustration. Now, if you're not aware enough, what's happening is that now you're frustrated because actually you can feel the frustration. You identify with the frustration like it's yours. And then all the you start integrating that program and it starts bridging with other programs and now it starts seeking in drink triggering you and getting like feeding itself whereas when you have the tools like we teach at msu you can alchemize and transform it as it comes and not being affected and not letting that program now starts sinking in because actually this is how we got all those programs in the first place when we were kids and later, you know, just by witnessing somebody with so much charge in front of us and feeling all of it and having no other option that to suck it all in and, and integrate it to our own ego or whatever you want to call it. But actually, this is the process of how they are created in the first place. So that's a beautiful example of how to alchemize it on the go now when it's coming and when it's showing up. Yeah, I see that with what you're explaining, Danny, is like feeling that frustration, like you're saying, Greg, and that frustration coming from the other person. But what's happening is that's actually triggering all of the frustrations that you've embedded deep within yourself. And then this is that great opportunity to recognize that it's not actually the other person that's frustrating you. It's the representation of the frustration that they're experiencing that is triggering that in you, which is the perfect opportunity to dive in and use that as uh, the key or the gateway to access the frustration within yourself and then experience that 
make space for that and, and, um, and acknowledge it, allow it to be present within yourself. And then going back to this whole self-responsibility that, that is, that's that at, at play right there. This other person is triggered and now I'm feeling frustration. They're frustrated, but I'm feeling the frustration. I recognize that that's the frustration that is within me. And so now it's my responsibility to access that, think of all of the ways or find all of the ways within myself that I've been frustrated over the times, allow for that to be expressed within my being. And then as that happens, and I'm dropped into my heart, then I can start to feel compassion for not only the ways that I've been frustrated, the things that have happened to me that I've, that I haven't dealt with, that I stored away, but then compassion for the other person seeing that they're just a mirror. That's the same thing happening within them. Yeah. For me in this situation, it was more guilt. Uh, I wasn't really feeling frustrated. So it can work that way around where, you know, someone else's frustration triggers yours. Um, but for me, it was more this feeling of I've done something wrong. I've fucked up. Uh, she's annoyed with me. I'm causing her pain. Um, and that's what it triggered. Um, and obviously that is the blueprint back to, well, who first got frustrated with me and made me feel guilty and made me feel like I fucked up? Like something was my fault. Why the reason why they're frustrated and they're in pain was because of my beingness, because of who I am. Um, and it obviously it always relates back to those developmental years, early childhood with your parents. You know, no parent is perfect, uh, um, especially, well, at least right now. You know, we don't get brought up by enlightened parents that understand not to project their frustrations onto their children. And it's going to happen in one situation or another, those first seven years. If you if you can act like a perfect parent in seven years of parenting, I'd take my hat off to you because it's probably not going to happen. Uh, Chad, I'm sure you can comment on not being a parent. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Thanks for that, Danny. Yeah, the uh, it'd be awesome to be a perfect parent for seven years. I think um, your children would very much appreciate it. But it's a learning practice. Um, we had a bit of a um, an incident over the weekend where my son, um, we were, I cooked some hamburgers, and I only had two hamburger buns. Right, so I thought he was only going to eat one hamburger. This, this is a real life example for you. <laughs> um, so great. I put, both of them on hamburger buns and we both ate a hamburger with a bun. And then he said, I want another hamburger. And I said, okay, you know, I, I ate the other bun. I thought you were only going to have one. So I, I can put it on bread. And that was it. It was, it was not, it did, that does not equate. So it was a breakdown onto like, why you, why would you do this to me? Right. From my son, you know, still emotionally developing and whatnot, but to see that, and it was just crying and like, wow. you've done this to me. Um, and to step back to let him allow him to process this and work with him to show him like there are other ways. And this is, you know, it wasn't, we didn't, I didn't do this to him on purpose. This is, uh, but to walk them through that and to, um, to try to try to see through what they're experiencing there, because that was, um, he took that personally. 
he took mm. you know you, that that i wasn't i deliberately didn't meet his his needs right mm. like you are not meeting my needs um and to sit with him with it with the emotion and not to judge him for it say this is not a big deal or you know yeah. blow it off or ignore it or walk away like Oh my God! I could you can, I can start creating programs for my son here for him to live live on um, for the rest of his days and to work on. But instead, sit with it, understand it, see where it's coming from. You don't have to directly state that to him. I mean, he may not even be able to comprehend that. But to sit with him and understand his frustration, uh, it's it's a unique skill in parenting mm. to to bring that to them, so we do not cause damage later on down the road. The thing that pops into my mind when you're talking then is just like, um, it's okay, don't cry. It's mm. just a burger bun. We can get something else. And it's like, well, yeah, but you can't go. But he's upset for clearly something, a deeper reason than a burger bun. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on there? But, you know, many parents don't have the awareness to understand that there's something deeper being triggered. And so that's awesome, Chad, that you're able to, you know, see this is exactly it, see beyond the surface level program that he's running and uh, see that he's in pain in a, in a deeper aspect. Yeah, honoring the emotion, honoring what's happening to him and listening. Um, I mean, again, apply this across the board. This is just a parenting example, but to, rec to recognize that, that's what the discussion is about, recognizing what's happening underneath that. Mm. Beautiful. Does uh, anyone else have any stories they'd like to share on uh, how they've seen beyond someone else's programs? I think one other thing to bring up is our experience in coaching. Um, what, what I've seen and the ability to decipher that for others. So the experience um, in the coaching program at Master Self and what we help you walk through, and then also from a coach's perspective, to see through that for you, to walk you through that, like for um, a relationship in couples where you can clearly see someone is in pain, but it's being, uh, it's exuding through them in frustration, anger, et cetera, coming out. Like I always bring this up. I always, and to have the other partner recognize they don't feel understood. They keep bringing this up and it's not clicking. They don't feel understood. They don't feel that you're connecting to them at the level that they're requesting. So let's step back. Let's walk through this together. Let's see why you might be deflecting on your end and why this is so important to them on their end. And so we're working with either an individual or a couple to, to share it and to know each other at that level is amazing. But to know yourself in the individual coaching program, to see that and then bring that to other relationships is, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it is a skill that will keep on giving for the rest of your life. It is, it's amazing. Yeah, I guess that brings up the point that uh, to be able to see beyond someone else's programs, this is kind of where we started, you have to see beyond your own first, and uh, to not get so lost in them. And when we start out this journey with uh, Masters of Self, or everything is so entangled everything is like Greg, there was one, uh, one, um, one of our classes, you talked about the Velcro. And the way everything was like Velcroed together. And I thought that was a really good analogy because the more that we become aware, you were asking, how do we pull the Velcro off and detach and be able to look at all the different pieces of the puzzle? Uh, and then once we're able to do that, because then we can see the program for what it is. And then 
elevate beyond that. Can you remember that class, Greg? Yeah, totally. I remember that class. And this is uh, really challenging in uh, practice, especially with children and in relationships. This is a good, uh, very challenging and um, always uh, bringing a lot up within yourself to be to be uh, addressed. And uh, yeah, I I want like. All the examples of Chad with the, the kid remind me a lot of situation with my son that is going to be seven in a few next week. And uh, yeah, it's challenging like to, because those, yeah, even the way they develop, their brain develops. And like I can see from now that before I was doing this work, I was like expecting him to see things like I do. <laughs> which sounds really really gross but <laughs> that was like we are so far sometimes you know so delusion from the reality of what's happening and trying to explain things to a very brand new brain in development that's just like emotion <laughs> what to do with that and then yeah, now being able to be a container for that to happen and, and, and showing even ways to deal with it, but that actually, yeah, you have, you have to feel it all, you know, I won't add to it, you know, because usually it's, if we get triggered and then our own programs start running, we even adding some shouts to something that's all, almost unbearable already to the kid or to a relationship can be the same, but the kid is even more, even stronger, I guess. And Greg, yeah. I want to, do you mind if yeah. I ask something in that? Yeah. Have, have you seen, now this is where like the programs start to build. I've, I've started to notice that, um, with my son, you, you start to hear where his perspective or her, his perception is different than our own. I heard you say like, you expect them to look like, like they're looking through our eyes and you have to shatter that, right? But you can start to see when you're asking questions, like they, they viewed something differently. Their perspective was a little bit different. And the lesson that they took from that, and you're like, oh, now you start to see how these things are building towards abandonment issues or lack issues or worth issues you're like oh yeah wow he saw they saw that differently than either what happened or that mm -hmm. i would have seen it or what others would have seen it exactly and sometimes they worry too mm -hmm. i've it happened to me like suddenly i see my son and he's like oh i'm I never i'm so stupid i'm like what mm -hmm. no 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 I'm so stupid. Yeah, I'm so stupid. I want to do everything good. And I'm I'm always doing mistakes. Oh, you didn't do mistakes. And then you realize, oh, okay. Okay, oh, oh. hey, buddy, I'm so sorry. You know, if I make you feel that way, then just let's go together into that frustration, what's coming up for you. And, and this had nothing to, you, to do with you, buddy, you know. So maybe daddy was a bit uh, lacking some presence and in the rush between two things. And 
you might have felt some pressure there, but Daddy brought that pressure on, <laughs> in the mix, you know, and it wasn't like it was from external stuff and pressure that's within me, and you should not feel bad about it, you know, and whatever you need to go through not right now and process through, let's let's do it together. And sometimes it can shift really fast. Sometimes you can face some some kind of tantrum or emotional charge like they don't they don't know how to deal with it and uh, by really allowing like really being present for whatever is showing up in that moment can really swap the whole thing very fast and so you oh okay i, I let it and i was allowed to to let it out and so whew, Okay, so let's do something else. The kids, they're amazing for that. Because I'm like, oh, okay, let's have it. <laughs> All right, this is behind. Very beautiful. I still struggle with um, thinking, thinking back, you know, seeing with that kind of new awareness places where I so fucked up, you know, and uh, having to alchemize everything that's coming up for me when. This is coming up. Have you, uh, I had an um, experience this morning where I was realized I showed up as my inner child in my relationship and uh, became very quickly aware because um, I felt angry, felt angry. I'm finally tapping into the part of me that, that feels angry. And, um, as I was tapping into this, I was like, okay, grab your notepad. Let's go do some work. I was walking down the street and I literally could feel this, this little child in me. He was really cross and he was really, just kind of pissed off that his mom wasn't listening to him. And, uh, it's in those moments that I have to try and figure out what it means to be a child because I don't have children. And so I'm not mirrored that, um, seeing the children all the time. So all of my understanding and one thing that we get taught in this program is how to become the mystical parent, um, and how to emotionally mature our inner child up. And it's been difficult because I, I don't have children around me all the time. Um, I actually don't have many friends that have children. It's not something that I'm exposed to a lot. So all of my experiences with, um, learning about my inner child are whenever I'm triggered. Uh, and then I really have to feel into it and be like, um, what do you need right now? Sometimes he just needs to be cross and feel that and just have a little tantrum. Uh, and on the other side of it today, you know, I, I started to recognize that the teaching that Rachel talks about is that most times underneath anger is sadness. Um, so because, uh, one, a mistake that I've made with my own self healing, especially with my inner child is if ever the anger would come up, I would try and bypass it and go around it and go straight to the sadness and be like, what's the pain? What's the pain? What's the pain? And when you do that, you're skipping out this beautiful layer of healing that is absolutely critical, which is allowing the child to feel the anger. And I think this dates back from how the anger actually got suppressed in the first place with, which was my parents uh, didn't want me to feel anger. 
because what it would trigger in them, it would trigger their weakness. So they dismissed the anger and tried to not make me feel anger is what I'm feeling into. I'll never know the full, full, full understanding, the full truth of it um, in terms of how I was parented in that aspect because it was a long time ago. But from what I feel, it was like I wasn't allowed to be angry. So I had to kind of like push that down. And so this this parenting style would come out with my inner child. I would start to as soon as you start to get angry, oh, don't feel that, you know, and I would start to suppress the feeling. And then it's not been until now I'm at a place where I'm like, yeah, get pissed off, Danny. Feel that anger. And know that that anger that you feel isn't towards this person. It's nothing that they're doing. They're just bringing this out in you. And this is a gift for you to go into and feel this. Um, and then now once I go through the anger on the other on the other side of it is then I feel the sadness and I feel the pain and it's, yeah, no one's listening to me. I'm not important. I feel rejected. And I took the little kid for a walk this morning on the beach and his head was down and he was, he was sad deep down under there. Um, and for you parents, Chad, Greg, Roger, I think, William, you've got a kid as well, haven't you? For your all parents right here. Like, is that you too? Yeah, there you go. Um, that is that something you see in your kids? Is it something that gets reflected back to you? And um, do you see them getting angry? And then underneath the anger, do you see sadness? And I think um, it's a beautiful share, Danny, because there's, there's a, a thing that popped up for me in – Anger or the validation of emotions in children requires effort. It requires presence. It requires like an individual to be able to sit down and, and have the emotional conversational or allow, like in your case, allow the anger to be present. It is a valid, valid emotion. And most parents are just like, uh, anger is bad. You can't be angry because if, if you're angry, then I actually have to work as a parent. I actually have to show up as a parent. And in today's society, most parents are tablets, they're, they're telephones. You know, it's Instagram, it's Facebook. Like we don't have the attention span or the emotional capacity. And I'm speaking for myself as well. Like I did not have the emotional capacity for a very long time to show up for my son or my other son or my wife in a way that was meaningful. It was because it, like the effort just wasn't there, but at the same time, it wasn't modeled for me. Like if I, I was a very angry child. You know, I took a lot of my anger out on the football field and athletics. Like my mom didn't have the capacity at all. My stepfather, no way, you know, so coming back to what we learn at MSU, like you have to show up for yourself really at the end of the day. And then through that practice, you learn the patience and you learn the presence. So that when your child or your wife or, you know, uh, any, a loved one or a friend, like you're like, I have been so present and patient and loving and compassionate to myself and my wounds that I can now show up for you. You know, but we don't, we don't learn that. Like there's no, there's no computer program. There's no app 
on a phone that says, hey, let's teach how to be emotionally present. You know, so that's the beauty of this program. And, and again, like Danny, how amazing is it to be in a restaurant in real time, alchemize those, the, those emotions? Like, I think a lot of people feel like, oh my God, this is like an hour, two hour, three hour product, all day. Like, no, in a span of five to 10 minutes, you are able to have this amazing, beautiful awareness and probably a little bit of catharsis around this guilt. Mm. You know, For so sure. to the people watching this, like, that's the evolution of the practice. Like, in real time, moving through the emotions that Danny was feeling or the emotions Chad's son was feeling or emotions William was feeling with his children, like Greg and his child. Like, it's real time. Yeah, I think that um, being able to do that brings a lot of trust into whomever you're you're interacting with there, like connecting with them. Danny, even I think with the waitress, like maybe not um, antagonizing her or falling into that trap, right? <laughs> of yeah. interact interacting with it is a blessing in itself of you just recognizing it, not interacting with it, um, probably very prickly, and things could have gone a very direct different direction. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I've, I've dealt in the past working in uh you know, in, in an industry like that in the past I've bitten or I've fallen into the trap and it's either you fall into the trap and then your day is ruined or you bite back or you enable that program in some weak, uh, powerless way where you're falling into the guilt and then that's encouraging them to, keep running the program and they're like, yeah, see, it is their fault. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you know, instead and of they're, they're fishing for that, they yeah. want that they're feeding on it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. I had a very introspective moment with one of the, uh, the, the children that I'm watching here where one has a bit of uh, some behavioral issues, but when we were, I was talking to him late at night, right. I had to uh, we, we go out to a quiet spot to sit here and like delve into his emotions. Um, but I was like, you seem, you seem like you're very angry. This is a bit after he had already kind of worn himself out. But he comes to a place where he can talk. I'm like, you seem very angry. I'm like, what did you want at that moment? And he's, he says, I wanted everybody else to be angry with me. I'm like, that sounds mm -hmm. like you are very lonely. And now there, that's tough, right? Like, there is where we connected. He's like, he was, yeah, he wanted other people to be there with him and what he was feeling. I'm like, but we can help you come out of that. Is it, is it best to bring other people into that with you or we can help you come to where we are. The other three of us that were around you and trying to talk to you, we can help bring you to the other side of that. But to recognize he's starting to see that, you know, the, there's other options, other options, not to try to bring everyone else to what you're feeling. They can understand it and try to help pull you out of that. Yeah. Wow. Great. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for watching um thank you everyone who made it this far to listening uh gentlemen thank you so much uh for joining joining me today for another another episode please like subscribe uh leave us a comment um reach out to us book a consultation with one of our coaches if you're really interested in this work and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode thanks guys bye thanks everyone thank you everyone